Hello and welcome to Orange is the New Cast, the officially unofficial podcast for Netflix's Orange is the New Black. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm your other host, Cecily. <laughs> and tonight we're talking about episodes 407 through 409, including, it sounded nicer in my head, Friends, Friends in Low, low places, places and Turn, Table, Turn. Cecily, what do you think of this stretch of episodes? Uh, shit broke bad. Things got real and dark. I thought it was some of the funnier episode, funniest episodes, and also some of the most real episodes. It actually made me something, it made me feel something that I didn't think I could. It's a formula where I've sympathy for Piper. Yeah, I've learned to sort of adjust my expectations. I know that going into an episode, they're going to set it up and have funny, 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 poignant, interesting, and at the end, they're going to drop a bomb on you. Right. When I like how like it seems like all the like they got A plots, B plots, C plots, and they kind of tossed a serious potato between the two of them like when the white power group first showed up to uh you know when when the task force against gangs became a white power group it mm-hmm. was kind of played for Laughs. a bit of a laugh like oh how stupid piper is yeah this and, isn't gonna go anywhere it's and, and be then like... she gets a swastika branded on her forearm yes. and and that's the thing so i felt a lot of complicated feelings because her behavior brought this on and what she did to maria was inexcusable it was on the a, other hand getting a swastika branded on you is fucking brutal would this have happened would they have gotten this opportunity if uh how do you say her name hapu kaka yeah if she hadn't been such a bitch to her if she hadn't deliberately said i can't save you there's nothing i can do right well that made it i mean there's the thing there was many flashing red warning lights on mm-hmm. the highway to Piper's personal hell. Yes. Like, you know, it's one thing to do this prison panty thing, and it's another to send a woman to Max for stealing money from you, although uh, that's kind of it's another epic. to get a mother, have an extra five Just, years in her sentence. So you're going to pretend like you're running your corners like this is a fucking episode of The Wire. Well, then... You're gonna get a don't, swastika. Don't, it's gonna get Oz on your forearm. Yeah, don't be mad when Wee Bay come running up on your corners with a baseball bat and runs you back off. Like still that's not all that part, show. all part of the game, yo. <laughs> um, I, but on the other hand, again, she's, uh, it's yeah, it's and I mean, Piper smoking crack didn't see that coming. Nikki struggle with heroin didn't see that coming. Wow. On the other hand, uh, the black women's capers with Judy King, delightful. But no, I thought her ca- her cape. Uh, I thought Judy King's capers with the uh, the black women, the misunderstandings, and how she thought they were out to beat her down because of some pretty naked racism. Like you can't do it was Chitlin the Joe 80s. and water and, and watermelon Sam. <laughs> it was the eighties. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not actually making excuses for her. Just so everyone knows. No man, um, I like I grew up. I grew up with watching Song of the South and yes. hearing about Little Black Sambo. As those were some bed uh, bedtime story I was told. Like okay. I get it, I get it. Shit was just baseline way more racist than it is today, and already baseline America is pretty fucking racist. Uh, it's moved from the in your face to the subconscious on the most part, and institutional, but still. Uh, and then the way they dealt with like the homeless problem and how that's in inextricably linked to like you know the mental fact illness. that yeah so mental illness and how structure? we have no kind of solution for that yeah 
Is there any kind of structure you want to do for this podcast? Well, or are you just going to talk about everything whenever? I, I was just kind of like, this is just our opening, my opening statement about how I felt about the episodes. But okay. yes, I can inject some structure if you'd like, Warden. I, I just view, kind of have it. so good from your ivory tower? I have tower it that, rounded up by character and you're jumping all over the place and I don't want to miss any of my very, very interesting and important thoughts I have written down. Okay. Well, let's actually, usually I say Piper for last because she's like the bitter pill you just got to swallow. I feel like we've already talked about Piper, right? Really? The whole thing? Uh, yeah, as much as I've got. She the, she gets direct repercussions for her actions, and also Cal is pregnant. <laughs> yes. Cal, Cal was delightful, as usual. Um, I thought that the way they set this up with Piper being just unconscionably cruel to... Uh, what did you say her Hopper name was? Hapakaka. Um That the only thing that I was kind of surpri- disappointed, and I think I've said this before, is I don't think Piper is really good when she's crying and and being contrite. And here's the thing. I'm starting to wonder if that's not a part of the performance because Piper can't just be genuinely overcome with grief or despair. Mm. She has to, like, always amp it up. And this is, again, this could be my prejudice because I kind of loathe this character. But I feel like even when she's got something legitimate to complain about, it still has to be amped up and made as dramatic as possible. Exactly. I've known people like this. Yes. And, that's, and I think that's why I despise the character. It's not the actress or the actor playing her. Right. It's it's the actor playing her. This is a, a, a genuine af- uh, affectation that she's taken on. It's, it's like the people... She's just, it's the melodrama. Yeah, she it's like when they it. break their nail... They act in a way as if you stole their car. Yeah. And then when their car gets stolen, brace the fuck out. And then if they get a, na- a Nazi SWAT ticket, like, again, yeah. something legitimate that you can be upset about. But somehow... <laughs> Yeah, like she's everyone... overplaying the I got a swastika exactly. branded on me card. Nobody look at me. I'm feeling so isolated. Oh, is my sleeve bleeding? Let me hold my arm up in the air so you don't notice. Mm-hmm. It's yes. I mean, and, and again, I, and that I could know, just that, be the way that she handles. I don't know. I can it, feel I, the clicky clack of the the keyboards of the Piper fans telling us how how that's wrong fine. we are. Fine, it's like my opinion, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, now I think we have done Piper justice. Um, uh, I was one gonna... more thing I have. Yeah. Uh, Red is a very solid person. Like she can come down on you like a sack of bricks. Sure. But when you need her help, she's there for you. Well, and I like that. As was... long as you haven't fucked her over recently. That's why this works so well because, you know, some of this stuff just plays beautifully. Like Red, who is this proud Russian woman, like, you know... Nobody hates a Nazi like a like a Russian hates a Nazi, especially you know. And and I feel like that she's already talked about. Um, didn't Piper even say there's something along the lines where like, can you be tough or are you this or that? And she's like, ask the Germans in winter. Yeah, like they've already kind of like foreshadowed this. But like when she found out and she said something like, you know, you've got this horror on your arm. And she, the, the, her line at the end where she's like, when God gives you a swastika, he opens up a window. <laughs> and then you remember, as Piper's sobbing after this is done, and then you remember God is not real. It's, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, it's, it's great. And it leads me to the next part, which is Nikki's return mm-hmm. to uh, our, our, our minimum security prison. Let's talk about she's her arc. newly fallen off the wagon and... Uh... 
And she's back to uh, and it, that's the tragedy. Heroin, crack, meth, whatever she can get her hands right, on. Right, right. And that's the tragedy of her story is that she we, was so close to redemption. If she had, if she had known that you know she was going to go back home and be returned to her family, that she might have been able to hang on. But she had no way, and she was dealing with this shit with Sophia and. Uh, it and 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 loose check coming in and emotionally vomiting over her. I mean, do you think it was a put on for her to say that I'm I'm with a clear conscience I'm I'm sober right now? Because the first bad thing, no. that, the first bad thing that happened to her in a, in a truly bad place, mind you, but the first really bad emotionally upsetting thing ha- happened to her, and she immediately goes back to heroin. To, to going down on guards for heroin. Well, I mean, I think there's... Di- we'll see, first of all... If Luch- if Luchek hadn't have visited her, she wouldn't. She may not have gone back to heroin. If he right. all hadn't have visited her, she would not have gone back to minimum security. I mean, I don't know what it's like to have a substance abuse problem except for food and video games, but... So you are aware of exactly how it is. <laughs> yes, exactly. Let me tell you about um, my, my habit. An addict but, is an addict. But what I think... What I'm getting is there's different levels of like recovery, and each one you feel like you are probably there, and then something you know is like, oh, first you think you're white knuckling it, but you're not even really in recovery, and then you're recovering and you're white knuckling it, and then you know you, you you get a little bit more help and support and it's easier, but like each each stage is like plateaus, and and you can kind of get the you know knock back on your ass and have a fallback at any time, and I, I do feel like that loose check thing. Maybe it was a bit of a false, you know, honest recovery because that she had kind of put all that stuff out of her mind. And then when he he comes up and and starts, you know, essentially making her confront the injustice of it all over again. Mm -hmm. And she's got that anger and rage and she has got no outlet for it. She goes to the heroin and then she gets thrown back with her family. And I mean, that's the heartbreaking thing. Stealing from Red. And if we just want to fast forward to the end, I thought it was just unbelievable when Red comes in and finds her in the bathroom and she's at the low point and she's suffering from withdrawal and it looks like she's trying to start another recovery. And Red just says, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Because if you remember, I forget what the girl's name, the one, the cornrows, like I was tough Trisha. on Trisha. I was tough on her and now she's in the prison cemetery mm-hmm. and I just don't tell me what to do. Nikki, tell me, like I love you like a daughter. And I mean, that's the thing. I, I, I do have some experience with addiction, not myself, but, but seen it in others. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it depends on the substance. Mm-hmm. On how easy it is to get off of it, heroin mm-hmm. is one of those tough. And things. everyone's personality, like that's the thing. Like, seems like addiction of different stripes is a genetic component too. I mean, you, yeah, yeah, addiction is, I yeah. think, a genetic disease. But I mean, you need a good support system. Mm-hmm. You need really strong willpower. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just can't with no willpower. You just can't do it yourself. And, and and as a parent, which you know, Red is a surrogate parent. Where do you draw the line between? enabling and support i feel like that's the dev that's the real devil of the situation i mean red i feel like she takes a lot on her own shoulders going so far as to confront every single source uh, of heroin that nikki has and to cut it off there yeah it's effective it is effective but you just can't take that on to yourself yeah. because once angie breaks and finds some other way besides shitting it out to get it to nikki because mm-hmm. she's an addict herself mm-hmm then Red's just going to blame herself again. And yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's a destructive thing. Do you think Addiction. that Nikki is going to do the cook? I mean, what, what was it about Red 
the fact that she I mean what what was it about this time where she decided that maybe this was enough? What do you mean? With with Nikki because this she said at the end cuz okay, so I'm going to get I'm going to get clean. And I wonder what was it that was motivated. I mean, some of it was I think it's just having the support there mm-hmm. to have someone that you when you feel ready and say that I want to quit that person will help you. Yeah. And the fact And then when you waver and you try to find it, that person has got your back and stopped it from happening. Yeah. And the fact that Red didn't do, like, she didn't accuse her. She didn't, like, you know, rub her nose in it. She was just kind of like, I don't know, almost like Nikki felt embarrassed that she had taken a strong woman and reduced her to this, like, quivering, like, I just helpless. I don't, I, I, I have no power over this disease. And it, uh, maybe that's what was the shock. Like, I can't, I can't do this to Red. Yeah. Like, I, this, you know, someone cares this much about me. Yeah. I, I, but, but that's, I owe it to them to care about myself. Right. But, like, also Alex and um, Piper were talking about, like, you know, we've seen this before and the person has to kind of do it on their own. Like, uh, on, and at the end of the day, they have to decide that, you know, I've had this this final moment of clarity and they're going to turn turn their life around. And then, you know, I, I that's the thing. Like, I've started off podcasting about a show revolving around addiction, Breaking Bad. And I've heard from dozens and dozens of addicts that have wrote in and told me their personal story. And it's weird because it doesn't seem like there's any, like, magic thing it's it's always like you know they get to a certain point and Isn't they that... have to do the incredibly hard work of and you'll be addicted for the rest of your right life. it's not like you could be like oh you know i've I'm, i've been i've been good for a couple of years i think i'm gonna try to you know i can now responsibly use heroin yeah and every time and that's the other thing is like every time your life is bad you know that you could turn it around mm-hmm. with a couple bucks and i can't you know it, it's it's a constant like satanic type of temptation it seems right uh, all right. Do we is anything? Do, do we want to talk anything more about Nikki's plot? Do you, oh, actually, no. there is something. I want to talk about her plot with Lorna, okay. and how that is. You know that she, that that there. What did you think of that? The fact that you know Nikki. Uh, I mean, I know this it's, is a lot of the, the the drug talking, but she was fairly cruel to Lorna. Yeah, she was very Morello. incredibly disrespectful of her own choices of yeah. wanting to be. Uh, faithful to her husband, even though they can't have sex with each other. And she, yeah, she was very mean to her. Do you think... It was the drugs talking. Because heroin and painkiller addictions make you just a cruel, cruel person. Sure, sure, because all you care about... I mean, that was kind of Nikki's backstory. Like, she would sell out anything. It's just very, like, short-tempered and and instant gratification. Do you think that... Because the other thing is, it seems like it's re-triggered Morello's... I don't know what you call what she has, her psychosis. Yeah. But her insane jealousy and... I don't know, like stalkerish tendencies? What yeah. is that? But I mean, that's what's not, that's not of, a diagnosis. What's the opposite of Stockholm Syndrome? Uh, there actually has. is one. There, there's a... I forget what it's called, this, but there, there is an opposite of Stockholm. Because I, 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 I saw this coming a mile away. As soon as she talked her sister into going to spy on Vinny, I'm yeah. like, either... She, because they, they, they set this um, plot line that she's kind of frustrated with her husband and doesn't have exactly the greatest love life, etc. Yeah. Um, and when that, it... that either they're going to cheat together or or Morello's just going to suspect them. And it seems like they're going down the latter route. And wouldn't it be just like this this show 
for that to happen, for her to suspect them, and everyone thinks she's crazy, but then it actually turns out to be true. Man, I don't know. Cause I'm, like, I'm you, gearing you, up for that to you happen. You can't go down that well too much. Like, I felt like that was the problem with Pi- the Alex. Can't you? Why don't you well, ask season seven, seven of Weeds? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, yes, if she wants to kind of um, you know dilute the impact of those storylines. But I felt like that was almost too much. To, like, I don't know why you have to apologize to Alex that you didn't believe her when she's... It's like... If I had a friend that came to me and said, hey, there's vampires after me, I would think that they were cuckoo. Or more realistically, if Lolly turned out to be telling the truth, which, guess what? She she is. How so? You know, when she goes to Healy. Yeah. And she's telling her story about the, you know, the government. There's a body buried in the garden. Well. Oh, yes. You're right. You're right. It's like, yeah. It's like at the end of the story, it turns out that Lolly uh, does have government agents after her. Uh, And us feeling like fools for not believing her. No, I won't. I mean, it's all, I mean, just. Because I'll uh, say, if you you came to me and said you were attacked by a vampire, I would be sympathetic, but I would be thinking, oh my god, I'm going to have to see a professional about how to deal with my girlfriend. (laughs) And if it turns out that later you actually were attacked by an immortal undead Mm -hmm. creature that was sucking your blood, I wouldn't feel bad for not believing you. Because that's so far out of what you can... Well, then you're a fucking monster. (laughs) No. Don't make it about me. It's the vampire. It's the vampire that's the problem, not me. And not you. (laughs) I, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's some shit is just you can be forgiven for, you know, not going down that path because but she did you seem apologize? like a paranoid, just crazy to, person. Just of course open I up would. the dialogue. Of course I would. Okay. Of course I would. But when I'm I'm an asshole on the other side of a glass screen looking at these characters, I think, eh, I don't know that apology is really necessary. No. We don't know it's not. Uh, so, shall I we mean, talk about... It wasn't just that her not believing her. She was also actively, like campaigning against her well and she's up she with was having Australian this peace sec- yeah she's yeah. having this secret romance where she's pretending like it wasn't that and i just remember last season being just like thinking they were both like pretty unsufferable i mean the whole triangle was a mess yeah let's not do that again okay uh <laughs> shall we talk about lolly's backstory because i thought that was a really meaty stub plot and also the young actor who played young lolly Yes. Was phenomenal. Yeah, she's really good. The way, like, I don't know that she looked a lot like Lori Pet. Is it Lori Petty? Lori Petty. Lori Petty. I don't know that she looked a lot like her, but it works with for the me. big glasses and the kind of like the general facial structure. She looked like her before she lived hard life on the streets before True. ending up in prison. But the attitude and the voice was incredible. From mm-hmm. the like, and that's the the sad thing is like. I can see her getting like a journalism degree and being fine because a lot of these mental illness creep up in your mid the you know mid mid twenties. And here's the thing: like a long time ago, I would have looked at a person like Lolly and been like, "Well, these are your consequences. You know, you you indulged in these fantasies and you didn't get yourself help, and now look at you. You're on the street, and now you're resist." But here's and, another. And this shows you the stories. Like, I don't. What did she do wrong in life that led her to being in prison? Here's another example of Or how would her... you avoid, how would you, with your personal responsibility and whatnot, how would you avoid making the mistakes that she made to get into prison? I mean, she... Uh, I don't know. I mean, psychosis does things to people. Right. 
Right. And we all say, like, anytime there's a tragic and shooting. And nobody wants to end up in psych because psych is a terrible place for people. Which I think is interesting. I can't even imagine. I know. It's interesting that they make psych be like the fucking, you know, inner, inner sanctums of It's Mordor. worse than the shoe. Yes. Yeah. That's how they treat it. Are you, wait, now are you trying to say that it's actually not that bad and they've made it out to be? Or is it like. Psych? Yeah. No. I mean, okay. it's just, have we ever seen it? No, because but like the way I know people that talk about it, like Sister Ingalls would rather yes. go to the shoe than go to Psych. And also the same thing with like when they were trying to keep Suzanne safe, the the, the women were all like, "Oh, we can't, we let, can't let her go, let her go to yeah. Psych again." So yeah. yeah, even Lolly, who clearly needs some sort of psychological psychiatric help, yeah. nobody wants her to go there. Not yeah. even Healy, and the I just, biggest garbage person ever. I just think that's person. interesting that in this country, you know, we a lot of, you know, we are always bemoaning like, oh, look at all, you know, how many veterans we have that are homeless. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, in mentally ill people are every time there's a shooting, a lot of people say, well, what we really need is not gun control, but to do something about mental health. And it would be it would be nice for, I guess, us to actually do something about that. But on the other hand, I don't I honestly don't know what you can do. I would love to hear if, like, you were out there and you have, like, some really solid social programs you could pitch to make a difference. I, mean, I would like to hear them. It, it's still such a stigmatized thing. Like, if you were to tell someone that you go see a psychiatrist every week, well, then they would just look at you like you're crazy. Well, not only that, but, like, a person like Lolly, when their their voices are telling them not to take their medicine, yeah. and when people, like, she has, seemed like she had a solid friend. I wasn't sure if that was a sister or a college roommate or just a caring coworker that was trying that to was get her... Coworker. Just trying to get her into programs that might help her. And again, you could see how kind of insufficient they were. Right. But trying to do something and the voices are telling her to run and then she runs and she's and on mean, the streets. And have you ever noticed that kids who get on this kind of medication, it seems to like dole down their personalities? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, that, it's just it needs a lot of work. Yeah. And, and then then the interface where the police are called to deal with this problem and all they see and, is this person who's being like, "Oh, you don't have a coffee license, and you do it." And right, you know, and, and and even if she'd gotten away from that encounter, the fact that there was this condo coming in, so the place that she and her other band of broken misfit toys were kind of sh- being uh, brushed out of, yeah, they, 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 they that that they were they had some kind of stability, right, and that's going to be taken from them. And it's, you know, again, I also feel sympathy for people that are trying to live their lives in a neighborhood and there's a big homeless camp in it. Like, yeah, again, that's why I'm saying this is this huge problem that we kind of whistle past a graveyard on. And I, I it seems like the, if there's going to be a solution, it's going to be expensive and it's going to be hard and it's going to be complicated. And yet people just want to say, oh, man, what are we going to do about all this underserved mental health? Well, we're making more money on selling drugs. And locking people up in prison. Well. Then we are actually helping them and employing veterans at said prison. Sure. Sure. <laughs> but her shake stick seemed to work out, work out for her. Yeah, she should get another one of those. The, except, and, and, yeah. It'll until, probably be considered a weapon. And, until the CO is con- considered a weapon and she gets sent to the shoe. Yeah. Or psych. Ah, <sighs> lolly. Uh, I did love to shout out to Amiga. That mm-hmm. was the computer I lusted for. When I was a teenager, mm-hmm. like I was stuck on my Commodore 64 and 128 yeah. and some of my friends had an Amiga. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man. So sweet. So sweet. <laughs> um, what else do you want to talk about with uh, are we done talking about Lolly? Yeah. Do you want to talk about the time? What did you think Lolly. about her and Healy in the time machine? That was sweet. Uh, he let her keep it, which is nice. What do you think about the someone's hiding weapons in there, which is fine. <laughs> 
What do you think about um, what led one of the things that led from the time machine is the conversation with Coates and Pensatucky? Like, yes, this is a, this this arc was I don't even know what the fuck to think about it because and that's one of the things is this show does so brilliantly is it really confronts you with thorny issues. You have a woman who did not un, did not not appreciate the attention and the relationship she was forming. This acquaintance rape happens. So I was going to compare this earlier, but now seems like a good time. Yeah. So. What's the difference between a woman who makes a racist video that is, you know, broadly funny for most of the population in the 80s and, say, a young man who raped a woman drunkenly once in college? Like, do they deserve to be punished for the rest of their lives that's why for I was, that? That's what I was talking to Pilani about. Like, what do you do with these men who are now realizing that, number one past a certain age, like, you're literally talking about changing the rules of the game. You're like, let's say you're having, their guys are fighting dogs, and suddenly you pass a, a law that says you can't fight dogs anymore, and then you arrest everyone that was fighting dogs legally. Right. Like, is that justice? Like, in the 80s, I don't, I, when did, when did terms like date rape and acquaintance rape and, uh, and, 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 and the sanctity of consent start to really take hold? I, I don't know, and I feel like we're probably still have it way backwards as opposed to 30 years in the future. Sure, but, What's like, you've got this whole then? class of men who, like, probably... Uh, in the, I mean, I just like the idea of enthusiastic consent all I, the time. Agreed, and that's that's certainly the standard that I embrace. But I'm saying that, like, a guy like Coates who... And even, even Pensatucky didn't initially, she's like, consider this to be rape. What do you? What is justice? I mean, she was, she was a victim of of obvious rape, and that was obvious rape by all standards. Yes, I think. that was complete, um, just straight up garden variety street crime rape. But I think it's way too soon for her to accept an apology. I think that he he says almost verbatim, "I don't know why it happened, or I don't know how it happened." Like, he needs help. Yes, true. he he took his aggression on a woman out by jamming his penis inside of her sure it's not okay what if they what if he did do it to maritza what if he and maritza got close yeah that's her name right yeah i mean it seems likely that it'll happen to another person and if he doesn't person. understand why it happened how many and people how's he going has to make to sure it's before. never going to happen again yeah right um and i guess true what... he really likes her but that doesn't make it okay yeah and I, I was he... i was asked i was thinking i was because i was trying to get to like where is this end game going and like should he turn himself in i i mean i think it's up to honestly i think it's up to maybe pensatucky and how she wants to deal with it so it's like look i'm i'm you apologize and you say i accept whatever consequences come my way for this i guess so i mean as as long as it we find a way to not make it happen in the future if he Mm -hmm. thinks that he can't control himself then yes he needs to turn himself in if he's willing to get the, whatever kind of help he needs to deal with his aggression, especially towards women. What do you think they're trying to say with Big Boo, who is saying... She's on the opposite end of the yeah, spectrum. Yeah, like, look, if you if you let this scumbag back in your life or give him any kind of quarter, then I'm done with you forever. I'm withdrawing my emotional support. I, I, it's a very impassioned plea from a good friend. Yes. I can't say that I would behave any differently if a good friend of mine had been raped and then was suddenly accepting this person. 
And that, not, not saying they're going to go back, but you can kind of see, like, the slippery slope that might lead to that decision. Would you say it was consensual but complicated? <laughs> complicated but non-consensual? I, I mean, I, I it is know. an incredibly complicated situation. And thank goodness Orange is the New Black is putting that stuff out there for us to talk about. Because I don't know. You don't know. Honestly, it's the they first time know. I've ever seen anything like this in the popular. Because it's something I've been wondering about for, like, a year or two. Like, okay, yeah. we get men on board with this new standard of enthusiastic consent, what do we do about the generation of men who have been raping women? I mean, just like there's self-defense classes for women out there to not get raped. How about we start having classes out there for young men to not rape? Well, not, not just that, but I'm talking about even beyond that, what do you do with the men who already have? Because what I was talking about with Pialani, I don't know if you heard that podcast, but like, um, what do you do if you if you find out ten years after the fact that oh I raped a woman in college holy shit holy shit what does that what does that mean for me? I actually did read a story I think it was a Rolling Stone or something like that and I, I where hate... a man actually did that mm-hmm. he, it was ten years later he said I'm sorry I raped you he looked up her address and he sent her the letter and she turned him into the police and he went to jail. Okay. I mean I guess it just is. Between the victim and the perpetrator. Yeah. And and that's the thing. I I even hate sometimes talking about this because I feel like I'm opening myself up to the accusation of, oh, you're turning this into the men again. But I feel like that, I mean, hell, Orange New Black is considering that angle. And I think it's an valuable angle to... Well, I think it's too black and white to say all rapists must go to jail for forever. I mean, it's, it's, it's not black and white. Each and every crime is... A, it's different. It does feel like that there needs to be some kind of thing like, you know, like all robbery is not the same. They need to have like, I mean, it's, and maybe there is like, I'm I not familiar with the law because but it's just such a personal thing. I get it. But there is difference between like, I mean, there should Grand be aggravators, right? Like if I, if I, yeah. if I go to a, um, if I go to a liquor store and say, give me your cash drawer and they do, and I don't have any weapon. That's different from me going there and pointing a gun at someone's face, and that's different from me shooting them in the face and taking the register. Right. Whereas uh, there's this weird, and I'm not sure I'm comfortable with treating, like like wanting to treat every kind of rape as the same. And I'm not I'm not trying to condone or saying that those uh, no that no is the I, same thing. we are absolutely on the same page. They shouldn't be s- treated the same. Right. You shouldn't be able to be drugged and be raped behind a dumpster with foreign objects, and then your perpetrator gets six months of jail. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, that's that's where that's it's not working. It's it's tough to talk about that stuff too, because right now we're still in the mode of taking all this shit way too lightly. Yes, you know. Yeah. Um, but may, maybe we do have to, um, you know. But I, I feel like there's going. I mean, that's the thing. Like, of course, there'll be men that are get they'll get ground up in this. And their lives will be ruined, but that but, the, the, the way you have to look at that is on the other side. They've been ruining the lives of women for yes. for generations. Yes. So life is do? not fair, and it's a pendulum sometimes. But when we stop talking about it, that's when there will be a problem. Yeah. Woo. That you want was... to talk about Linda? Who's Linda? Okay, because I Caputo's I, girlfriend. Ah, uh, yes. Let us talk about Linda from purchasing. Linda from purchasing. Boy, she really... I mean, here's another complicated one. Like, she really fucked him over mm-hmm. with this... Um, well, the company fucked him over, and she's a tool of the company. And there was even... Like, she said something that I thought was right on. Like, wait a second. Why are you saying you when 
I'm an employee of the same company that you are. Sure. Well, and I know not it's, really. Well, yeah, I mean, really. think about their actions from last season. I did, mean, did, MCC did absorbed this prison. Joe Caputo has been there since the beginning, caring about the place, maybe caring about himself slightly more. Did he or did he more. not throw Sophia Brissett into the hole? Shh. And is he res- and, and is he resisting any attempt to bring what is light he going to do? Subject? I'm like I'm saying. He could. I like. I'm saying. He could write an anonymous letter to the local newspaper. I think he values himself slightly above the people of the prison. And I think that's the same thing. Linda is that is on that same spectrum. No, Linda doesn't have to deal with that. She's never worked in a prison. Exactly. She doesn't have to deal with that every day. That's why she's the faceless corporation. Joe Caputo is the guy that just wants to make things better, but he also wants to keep Linda from purchasing happy. Yeah. And, you know, it's this, it's the same woman who gives him that speech where you're all on board, and then she dumps a bunch of salt into a sauce. Yeah. Like, what, what kind of person are we dealing with? I know. And then and she, she gets pulls, off on Then it? she pulls a gun on Sophia's wife. Crystal. And, and I'm like, this is fucking nuts. And then you get inside, and I thought Caputo was going to be like, this is over. And instead, right. he's like, I'm so hot. And I'm like, that is very Orange is the New Black, and that's very Caputo. Yeah. But holy shit, I get emotional whiplash from this show. I mean, what bothered me about this was that Linda made this point, like, you have to separate me from the office. When I come or when we come home, we're we're on a date. But it's not like that for Joe because he's got the the family of prisoners knocking at his door and his personal hours. Yeah. Also, it's not, it's just not that cut and dry. Also, like, I feel like Caputo knows how to make fucking spaghetti sauce. And I know for sure that you don't put a quarter cup of salt in it. Well, so like, I do feel like Linda's kind of a, but that's, that might be a little racist. Cause I hear Caputo and I think he can make right. But my partner's Italian as fuck and he can't cook to save his goddamn life. It's like life. saying I've got a black friend so I can use the N word. <laughs> That's no, that does not work. Nope. Uh, and he's not even that Italian. The, the, uh, <laughs> he's just got an Italian last name. Uh, you don't know him like I know him. Uh, anyway. Racist. What should we, uh, do, do we feel, because that's the thing, like, um, if we want to go following the Sophia hole, uh, it seems like Gloria and Sister Ingalls have got this conspiracy to try to, from the inside, blow this thing wide open. Sure. Wait, let's finish talking about Linda first. Oh, sorry. I thought we were. She pulled a gun no, on no, Crystal no. and She's I'm got like, this big this. plan for vocational training and to start a labor camp. And all of the Whispers girls get reassigned to construction duty. Yeah. And it is a chain uh, gang. And and I love, yes. I love the kind of cool hand Luke prison uh, chain gang music that they played in all the scenes. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice the shot of the very pregnant woman on the chain gang? I did not. You pointed walking it out Walking across to me. the frame. We rewound it tw- two times, and you're like, ah, oh, maybe she's just fat. No, very pregnant. <laughs> not say that. Those are exactly that your words. They were not my exact words. They were. I said, she look- maybe she's just chubby. And nope, I'm like, no, nope, no, nope, she's she definitely said. pregnant. Very pregnant. She's working hard hours, so the chain gang does not discriminate. Uh yeah well I mean you can get out you can get out of it if you you're an elderly woman with a heart condition which that, I guess that's the very least you can do exempt old point, women with heart problems and two, yeah. what, didn't two other women raise their hands well, for no reason but they were clearly full of shit oh yeah that's true that's true yeah, yeah. they just took the one woman uh huh pregnant like, lady didn't raise her hand so yeah well that's maybe on, she's that's on like, her maybe yeah right right a baby's gonna be born with a slipped disc. <laughs> 
And a terrible back from all this back-breaking labor. Incredible biceps and a farmer's stand. <laughs> We'd be born with a full, full, full burly forearms and a farmer's stand. Yep. Uh yeah, the chain, and that's the thing is like the banality of all this evil. Like the fact that Linda has seized this idea of, and she even says like, "You're the first person to think of using education as a form of control." And I'm like, "Oh Jesus!" And then she continues this tirade and says that we got to call to school so we don't have to pay them the eleven cents an hour. Mm. And I'm like, "My God!" Yeah, they go. My from paying- God, what is the difference between slavery and eleven cents an hour? Do you have to pay taxes cents. on the eleven cents? Probably. <laughs> you probably, you know, I yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, they're going from one dollar an hour to nothing. Sure. So it's extra hard. Well, on even them. one dollar an hour is a fucking joke. That can't. Can that be legal? I think it. I mean, to not give them any means of. I mean, to have opportunities for other people to make that was my, money. You know, that was my question. Is there's a lot of questions I have about this these these prison jobs. And one of them is, you know. Is it really legal to have a compulsory class that people must attend that benefits, like, that actually benefits in a, in a material capital way to this place making money and not even pay them the pittance that they pay prisoners? I don't know. Like, I've never It seems like this is a scandal prison. in waiting. And also, like, also, I, I thought, like, when the crystals – I'm assuming all this shit is ripped from the headlines – but like that was the other question in my back of mind is like really can you put if a, can a privatized prison put someone in some kind of protective custody and not have to have pictures of them no paper trail deny their families any explanation of why this is happening like is that really shit that goes on in this country I mean that's some fucking North Korean gulag shit <laughs> you just mixed up two different I whatever uh, <laughs> I mean at least they're not in psych well. <laughs> Hey, um, what else do we want to talk about? Are we done? That's all I got for Linda. Just wanted to get that out. Okay. Uh, do we want to talk about Tasty and Black Cindy and, uh, what's the, the, the woman with the camera? What's Judy. her name? Judy. Oh. The one with, uh. The, that's wearing the, not, it's not a burka, but it's. I think it's, it's Erica. It's her name. I don't know, though. Uh, Allison. Uh, what did you think of Black Cindy, Allison, and, um tasty's plan and the whole plot with judy king um i thought it was pretty hilarious how Mm. they were trying to stage this photo of her and there's a picture of black cindy chasing judy with her arm up raised look like she's about to deliver right and they have no knowledge of the puppet show fiasco Uh uh-huh i thought that was just and Suzanne's reaction from like oh puppets to like i don't think i like this puppet show to <laughs> yes. to going down with the puppet with, with the sock puppet you know doing the, the yeah, whatever the song was thing. yeah oh god i so good the, 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 i thought that was really really funny especially like when Pusey. i thought that was another conversation where she, you know like judy king's like look i'm not I get it. Like I'm from the South, and I had a whole bunch of wrong ideas about what was funny and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing. Like I feel like that a lot of these, you know, racist and sexist and whatever jokes. It's not like they're not n- funny. It's when you become aware of the expense, the joke, who the joke, the the, the, yes. the it comes at expense, and you come with empathy of that person. Mm-hmm. That's when they become no longer funny, right? Because else they're just funny stories that you tell, and they're 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 funny. 
I mean, there's something like, oh, I like, didn't know this hurts real people. Right. I mean, there's something about self-depreciating Jewish humor that Sarah Silverman does and sure. a racist puppet show where you're not you're not quite aware. Like, the victim is not in on the joke. Yes, exactly. Um, exactly. Jones seems to be uh, really benefiting from this, though. Yoga Jones? Oh, Yoga Jones. Sure, sure. Well, and that's a little interesting thing that she has gone from, you're a, and you're this capitalist pig and you've made your backs on the for this these less fortunate people to oh i can use my association with you to get a salsa machine <laughs> yeah and but uh and then she doesn't want people in her bunk anymore because she thinks they're gonna steal from her oh that was interesting and she's got the she's like what uh, what are you now who's the racist she goes well it's because it's a prison and prison steal and, p- and people in prison steal but but I thought it was interesting that it's really what, you know, it's naked jealousy. She doesn't want anyone horning in on her good deal. Yeah, I agree. Uh, A little bit of hypocrisy from the Yoga Jones. But I thought it was funny when, you know, Pooh said the the double whiplash of Pooh say, like, well, you're a racist. Okay, well, I guess you're you're pretty apologetic and, and open and friendly about it. So I'll go to bat for you. And then she's like, why are you trying to beat her down? And all the other girls, all the other women are like, why would we beat that on but, an old woman? Sh- one one punch and she's done for. Yeah, but she's also double secret racist because she came to Pusey to speak on behalf of all the black women in the prison. Sure. Uh, and she calls her out on that, which I thought was and funny. And you're the good one. And like, that's... That, oh, you can, yeah. It's... Yeah. It's like the whole you people thing. Like, you can really fall down into a hole of unintentional offense <laughs> pretty quickly. Yes. So they go on this cell phone hunt because of her... Yeah, yeah, because they because uh, uh, Judy King, as we've learned, she's a pretty free spirit. She was all about, you know, uh, uh, pimping out the the paparazzi to to get these these women some money. She goes she... and plants a big kiss on Black Cindy's face, which then Caputo, of course, is enraged about. Yeah, uh, the bear, uh, the giant. Uh, I'm saying this because Piscatella. I can't remember Piscatella. I was going to say Skipatella or, or something like that. No, nope. Piscatella is all in, uh, up in an uproar because you know he sees this as all just completely lacking discipline. Yep. Deputizes loose check <laughs> to find the phone, which we find out a couple scenes later that he's actually holding the phone. Yes, in the, his pocket, the smoking gun phone in his pocket. She could keep it in her room. No one would search that right. room. She could have a laptop and like a TV in there. Nobody yeah, no would one's care. No one's going to toss her bunk. What no, that's yeah, that's a really good solid point. Yeah, but but I think the reason he might have the phone is because he's actively the one that's brokering this deal with the. And I also think I mean trying to get the money the same way that Judy's sort of blanched at the seltzer machine. Mm-hmm. I think she's also generally just trying to conform. Yeah, and fit in with everyone here. Do you but at the think, same time enjoying her privileges. Do you think that there's something not on the up and up about loose checks? Because I found I felt like that I'm supposed to understand in episode eight and nine that he's kind of dragging his feet about the money, and I wouldn't put it past him to take the oh, ten to yeah, fifty thousand dollars and just it. like what and and just pocket it because what what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Say that he was in on this whole plot and that they were trying to do this illegal funds and have this i mean there's they're, they're prisoners they have no rights uh, and they're not gonna they're not gonna believe i mean that's how loose check fucked over nikki last season i mean the same could be said of judy hmm how so what reason does she have to share the money hmm. maybe loose check deposits it in her commissary and then she starts to wield that commissary money power i oh that's true but on the other hand she could have essentially unlimited money deposit i mean she could do that anyway she could be the prison sugar mama if she wanted to but- yeah, she could also be money. 
Already. she could also be a couple thousand dollars richer. I mean, if you had how much money do you have in your account? Well, would so you there, like to double that? I guess there and there are. I think that there's definitely a class of rich people that are very much like that. Like, why do poor people need money? They're poor. But there's also others that are like, you know what? Whatever. I, I this fifty thousand means nothing to them. I, I'm 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 hoping that Judy is the the latter case. I don't I'm, know. I'm really wanting to like her. I think it's it's a put on. That's my official prediction. Okay. I just don't like her. I don't like her face. I don't like Judy. I'm not a fan we're, of well, Judy. Well, yeah, I noticed that. We've we we're, we're certainly at odds with that. Uh, we both still uh, hate Piper, though, right? Yes. Okay, that's something we can so, be strong on. Uh, loose check finds loose check and McCullough, the female guard, find a shit ton of cell phones in the strangest of places. Yeah, that was really interesting, entertaining. Yeah, all the things they came up with reminded me a lot of Piper's sweep for all the contraband. Uh, yeah, lap. she was looking for a cell She's phone. She's looking for a cell phone, too. And it seems like that's the thing. If you go looking for cell phones, that's where all the bodies are buried in prison. Yeah, and all the shanks, the Jolly Rancher shanks. Yeah. Uh, so at, if, at the end of this, Loose Check presents his findings to Skipatella. Crapatella. Uh-huh. Cap- uh-huh. Capella? Nutella. Cabella. Uh-huh. Nutella. Yeah. <laughs> Fig Newton. Uh, she present he presents it to um, Pat Piscatella and Piscatella seems like he's proud of him, but then there's something about his smile that I I'm not buying. Where he says you should from. you it's clearly that you should work for game. Do you feel like that he's got like some kind of crosshairs on Loose Check now? Well, yeah, he was just he was generally praising him, and just as Loose Check was soaking it in. He's like, you deserve to get paid minimum wage in a sweaty game store. Yeah, you look like a sweaty game store nerd. Yeah. So, uh, I ain't talking keep... shit about any of the fine people who work at GameStop. I can't that's, get a read I, on this I, guy. That's got to be a. It's got to be a, its own kind of nightmare. Yep, I can't get a read on this guy. He's me either. He seems like he's taken in by Piper's charm and actually buys into her idea at the same time, telling her that she's not cute and it's not going to work. I know. I, I, I want to like this what? guy, and I do, he does take some principled stands, but I think he's also. But he's blind. a dick sometimes. He, well, but I mean, uh, there. If you're dealing with max security prisoners and people, and I mean, you've seen the documentaries and you've seen the like inside the prison. Like, it's a pretty tough, brutal place. It's probably hard not to generalize people based on your experience if you're having shit thrown at you and you're having people attack you and you're having to constantly bust people from doing things that are you know it's it's the stanford prison experiment in real life so like i i might <laughs> so you're saying it's an actual prison <laughs> <laughs> yes my goodness it's these are groundbreaking views <laughs> it's not experimental it's not it's escape the laboratory I want. I, I feel like I want to like this guy. Like I would like uh, having a beer with this guy. But on the other hand, he would say cool some. Thi- of work. He would say some things over beers, and I'd be like, I don't know about this. You know, I don't think so. Like, hey, we are stopping and frisking all the Dominican and Puerto Rican and yeah. Mexican and Honduran and all the and, and Chilean ladies, and I'd be like, ah, yeah. But on the other hand, they're up to no good. <laughs> okay, but we you talk finish about... your beer and you go uh, home. Yeah, look at this guy. He's a monster. I'm not going to call him out. <laughs> um, and and that's, you know, Maria is running a no-shit prison gang. And yeah, it's starting she to choose. She's kind of the V of season four. Can we talk about, before we get into that craziness, because it's okay, that's gonna locked be a lot, and sure. loaded. Can we just quickly talk about Elena? 
Sure. Also, uh, in mention because I don't know when else we're going to mention it. I really enjoy seeing the scenes of Caputo running into his former charges, like uh, when he oh, found yeah, Bell as a crossing guard. Yeah, and she's got that little like, "I'm surprised you even stopped, you son of a bitch." And yeah. then she's like, "Yeah, on the side." She's 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 kind of bringing her prison guard mentality to crossing guard. Yes. Anyway, continue. Uh, so Alita's getting out, and mm. she needs to find something she's good at. And Judy King gives her the idea to do nails. I don't get, like, I mean, dark purple. I mean, I guess they were flawless in their execution, but dark purple with the gold contrast, I, not my idea of, uh, but, like, Well, that's the reason why you can't start your own nail business. And I'm sure all the women in the world really care about my opinion about nails. We don't. Yeah. Uh, So, she has some flawless Wait, are you saying that all women don't owe the to me to look their best and cater to my <laughs> personal expectations for the beauty. Is that what you're saying? You're starting to catch on, sir. This is some sedition. This is some sedition <laughs> you're talking about. I'm going to have to report you to the penis police. <laughs> like I haven't been punished enough already. <laughs> uh, Daya is basically begging to spend time with her mom. There's always this, this, mm. this, this wall that Aleda has up constantly constantly can't for one second let Daya have an emotional moment with her before she leaves her for who knows how long i feel like it's a two-way street but on this also i i feel like the da- Daya came by that honestly i mean i remember oh, yeah. her backstory last year but you know she is she is just as brutal but that's the thing like her mom taught her to be this way yeah she comes up with some bubbly op- overly optimistic idea and she just her first instinct is to crush it yeah. as cruelly as she can Exactly. And then she's not wrong. Like, you do need all those things. But, you know, that's a, that's what Alita... That's what Alita would say to a young Daya who wants to be a cartoonist. Well, I feel like... I think that I she f- did say that to a young Alita who wanted to be... Or, I'm sorry, Alita. a young Daya who wanted to be a cartoonist. But would you say that Daya feels like she needs to parent Alita a little bit? Yes. Because she does have bubbly ideas, but I think it's your job as a parent to both ground and encourage those ideas. Yes. No, and she's so being for the her exact to kind say of that I have nice nails, so therefore I can just go buy a place and and hire girls, and then you're all set. I mean, what were you going to say? No, I can see why Di is angry though, because also this is her hope to get her her. Uh, child out of institutional care. Exactly. Like you so need you to get your shit together, and if you come out there and like, oh, I'm going. To, all I need to do is worry about how good the receptionist nails are, and, and then get uh, hit a bump in the road and give up completely, which yeah. seems like something she do. Yeah. Uh, or worse yet, get some kind of illegal underground shop going that's going to be used as a drug front because you're too stupid to know when and that's happening. Who's to say it won't? Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. And then you wind right back up in here. So. Yeah. Uh, it's a toxic relationship, and yes. I don't know. It would on on the one hand, it would warm my heart to see a realistic, plausible way that you can roll back these decades of hostility and toxicity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from a personal standpoint. But I've yet to see it's a the rare story that actually convinces me that that's something that can be done. Right. Uh, she also just charges Gloria to look after Daya. Mm-hmm. Which I do like the payoff of that, that like, you know, they've been at odds a lot, but, you know, Gloria and Alita, I think, see kind of eye to eye and that they do care about their kids and they don't do everything perfectly. But, uh, 
you know, they do have that thing in common. Yeah. And it's a genuine thing. So there's a couple of minor um, plot points, like uh, the so, the poop sleuthing. Oh. Nikki blew the... I mean, there there was that um, that oh. we could talk a bit about. There was Nikki's uh, fantastic welcome back party. It was Nikki to the max and back, the theme. I thought that was awesome. Here's what I've got. I've got the Maritza, Maria, Blanca sort of mixed together Ooh. as they spell out. And then I've got... Boo and Pensatucky's thing, which we've already talked about. I've got Alex and Piper conspiring to get a burger, and then I've got Sister Ingalls getting locked up. Okay, well, let's talk about um, the big, the meatiest of that is probably the Blanca. Yeah, which is funny because she kept on getting getting called Bianca, and I'm like, oh yeah. shit, I've got that wrong for like three seasons now. You know what's funny is and my then, autocorrect even changed Blanca to Bianca. Right, that's I had to override yeah. the same thing. And when they said that, I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, I, I've been saying it wrong this whole time. And then they kind of talked about where yeah. she's like, oh yeah, the old lady saw it, thought it was an eye, and she liked it better that way. Yeah. Uh, Blanca, so why did this story make her think about the civil disobedience by stinking up the joint? Is it because that she power-fucked the Dario guy and that cowed the old woman into being less of a miserable person? I don't think I, that, she's less of a miserable well, that's, person. That's the thing. Like This story hasn't broken bad yet, right? Right. So I, I've, I've, I've got to be patient to see how it's going to flip. I mean, is she going to like smother this old woman with a pillow or something? She could. She's in prison for a reason. Yeah. And she's still with Dario. Cause I, yeah, like, is this is this old lady like mean enough to like throw herself down a, f- a flight of stairs and then no when she the police... could actually die. That's yeah, but I mean she like the way the way she talks about her child. It seems like oh woe is me this child's terrible, but if you read between the lines, I felt like this person has got some well meaning concerns for her mother's health and her mother's age and the fact that she's a prickly kind of terrible person exactly her mother is twisting this into her daughter just wanting her to die and to get her house yeah exactly uh which is sad that's always sad when you see that shit get twisted up right are you surprised how well blanca cleaned up you mean how well blanca shaved her unibrow I mean, no, I, mean, I don't see a difference. And like, well, no, I mean, and also she's always got her face set like in this caveman type. Yeah, very Cro-Magnon with the. Br- yeah. And like, I felt like it's almost a completely different character when you saw her on the outside and she's making the moves on. Yeah. On uh, Dario or making Diablo. Moves indeed, Diablo. So it's, uh, I mean, uh, who who's the hottest? Who who wore Dario the best this week? Dario Naharis or Dario the long guy? Dario the long guy. I mean, Dario the long guy got it, got uh, got it on. Yeah, I'm, I'm really feeling the long guy. Like if if Dario Naharis could bring that kind of thing, maybe maybe Danny's like, you know what? Fuck the political alliances. Come with me. I'm yeah, bringing, I'm bringing yeah. you to King's Landing. That, that's that's a mistress <laughs> slash gardener. You keep around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Blanca doesn't go to Westeros without Dario. That's for sure. Yeah, but uh, did I say that she still has Diablo, right? Right, because she's always yes. That's how her story started. That's she's always right. in the bathroom, still texting, talking dude, about sexting, Diablo. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! I just now put that together. Yeah, yeah. She still got him. So. Well, you go, Blanca. Bianca. B. Blanca. Blanca. 
so I can only assume that relationship lasted a long time or her come up and what you have you is coming soon. Maybe yeah. the old woman just bruised herself and said that she beats me. That's what I was getting at. She's I, I wonder if she's she's that she's she's hateful enough to do that and and get the final revenge on her. Yes. Or like is she hateful enough to like take a bunch of pills and leave a note that incriminates the the living nurse I don't nurse think nanny. that revenge on someone maybe uh-huh. is worth sacrificing your own life ever. Yeah. I know, but it's like the whole Gone Girl thing. Like, yeah, I yes. This old yes. woman is not going to fake her own death. No, no. Nope. And then take a long road trip and reconsider everything and go back to Ben Affleck. No. Bianca Affleck. I mean, who's the first one to find? The Affleck. Who's the first one to find the old lady? Uh, probably Bianca. Bianca. So if it. that happened, would no she destroy tr- I, the like, evidence? Just, the, just, no- just. Strap yourself in. I'm going to refer to her interchangeably, Blanca and Bianca. This show has done it to me. Like I tried, I tried to be, I was trying to get right with the pronunciation, and the show is just just it's fucking fine. with me. It's fine. I don't care. I know what you're saying. I was just making a joke, man. <laughs> I was trying to put a positive spin on my disability. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sorry, it makes you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> um. Do you want to talk about Maritza getting out of the game? Is she? Is she? Did I mean, she, she call Maria's bluff? Is Mar- she, well, she blew up the game, so there's not really much she can do. And I'm pretty sure she's not going to put herself in a position where she's going to have to eat a baby mouse again. Oh, my God. Well, the thing is, is I mean, she's out of, out of the fire into the out of the frying pan into the fire because this guy is straight up insane. Yes, and he doesn't and he give speaks a shit. Spanish. And he doesn't give a shit about her lever, like because she's like, I don't got anything on me. Well, you're still gonna have to eat a baby mouse or a bunch of dead flies. Would you eat the mouse or the flies? I'd eat the dead flies. There's no fucking way I'm gonna eat a living baby mouse. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'd eat dead li- I'm flies. flies. I yeah. would eat dead lives, too. I'd eat dead lives. <laughs> dead lives instead of live lives. Does it show what she chooses? I don't think so. But I thought it's funny because I like the game. Like, gun to your head. Like, that's a fun That's a fun game to play when you're bored with your friends. And, like, you know, how extreme. And you kind of learn stuff about it. And this guy just came and fucked it all up. And to what end? Like, is this... Uh, Jesus Christ. Is this a story of them all looking at coats? And it's actually this fucking guy who's going to... Right, it's like Coates is the good guy now. He's the know. respectable guard. Because if you had to choose, like, gun to your head, would you choose playing a f- bizarre, you're a waggling duck game, or would you eat be forced with a gun to your head to eat flies and baby mice? Hey, everybody, Aaron here with a brief programming note. Around right here, we had a mishap, a mishap with Cecily's microphone, which took us about eight minutes to notice, and it led to the audio on her side dropping out completely, and uh, I've done what I could with post-processing to recover it. I think the result is listenable, but uh, it's not nearly as good as the rest of podcasts. So for the next eight minutes or so, while we have this discussion about the baby mice and the dead flies and uh, humps. Uh, it, it gets a little bit rocky in the audio. If uh, you can muddle through, great. If not, uh, maybe skip ahead eight to nine minutes to the resumption of the... Because the, we, we found the problem and fixed it, um, but it was too late to save the, the nine minutes that uh, we lost. So I just want to give you a note and return you back to the slightly diminished uh, form of the podcast for the next few minutes.
I mean, it's hard to believe that there'd be something worse than fucking coats that would happen to one of these women. Gun to my head. Flies. Yeah. I don't know. What are they going to do? What's he going to shoot her? I don't know. Is he going to shoot a prisoner? I don't know. Well, what if he what what if he says right right? I was in here and I was you know getting whatever they however they justify their trips to get drunk at the noon and I left the door open and she came in and I turned around and she had a steak knife and what was I gonna do? How why does that guy have a gun anyway? I didn't think any of those guys carried guns. Like that the guns were all in like some special armory or something. Because, like, this guy, this guy now is, he needs to get got. He needs to, the, the giant needs to regulate this guy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's got nothing on her, so I'm not sure where they go from here. Does the terror continue? She just going to live in fear of everything she says from now on. Her and Flocka can't have fun anymore. Is she going to go back to Maria for protection, and Maria's going to figure out a way to protect her? But then she's going to be back in the game. Like, is that going to be the? I don't think so. She's going back to the frying pan, essentially. Well, also, like, I don't know that Maria's done with her, her either, because you're right. She blew up the game. And just because she let her walk out now, like what? Um, it, I mean, she makes a good point. How does Maria survive if she, as the boss, allows something like that to happen? I mean, that's the whole problem with criminal institutions, right? And that's exactly the conversation they had over the bathroom sink. Yes. She says, "Yeah, I, I don't know why she didn't say this, but she, she did come to her. She said, I want out.' And she said, oh, no, right? You can't get out.' But and then she comes, and then she blows it up, and she says, "Why didn't you come to me?' Well, she did. Mm-hmm. She did." Yes. But it's always supposed to be serving Maria's self-interest. And I think this is where she's learning that it's not going to work out so well. I just wonder, why do you think Maria's done with her? Just because she let her walk out of that bathroom. What else is she going to do with her? Beat her to fuck up. But why? Because to make an example of her. To who? To To the the girl, to the other... No, to the other women in her institute. Like, if you're thinking of betraying me, if you're thinking of putting your own self-interest above our self-interest i mean this is this is the arc i mean she's essentially going down the same road her dad did right and i don't see her i mean that's that's what i'm getting like i feel like i don't know it's 50 50 whether marie is just completely out or whether i'm sorry maritza or whether she's gonna get pulled back in somehow i think she's out because she doesn't have a good reason to get back in not with the threat of that guy looming okay i mean can you imagine what he would do if he caught her continuing Hmm. To smuggle panties out. Well, no. Also, while we're well, not. They've also. It's not just panties. They've moved on to heroin. Yeah. Whatever. While we're talking about it, uh-huh. how are how is anyone wearing panties or wearing heroin, for that matter, and making it past a stop and frisk? Are they relying on women of other races to carry these products for them? That's a good question. That's a good question. Like, how is this working? I don't know. I don't know. Um, they just wear the panties except when they're traversing that hallway? Again, they're not. This, they're, they've moved on from panties, so they might be like shoving it up they cavities because there's not a full cavity search. I mean, yeah, I think that's when Maria got busted now. Those times she's like, oh, well, if we're going to get this for panties, then fuck it. Let's step up through their goods. Let's step up through the hardcore stuff. Let's go legit with this. So, yeah, that's definitely. And, and the package that she's got, like, it was clearly some kind of drug. It wasn't just panties. Clearly. Clearly. I, yeah, I know a brick of heroin when I see one. I don't. I have no idea. I have no idea. You have an idea. 
I have an idea, but really, like, if you if you gave me, like, 10 packs of, like, some kind of powder substance, I would probably just be sheer chance of whether I could pick out heroin or not. Um, I, I've progressed where I could pick, I could, I could tell a weed from oregano. So, like, I've, I've moved on from, like, where I was at in high school. <laughs> now, pencil shavings I still struggle with. Um, all right. So, do we want to, is there anything else that we need to talk about as far as Mar- uh, Maria, Maritza, and, and all that biz? Uh, they do have a smelly, smelly business going on. Well, that's. And but that's that was instantly blown up. Like, okay, this is going to go on for a day or two, but the guards are eventually going to be like, "What the fuck?" I don't know. It doesn't look blown up to Miss Bilanka standing on a table. I think Bilanka is going to civil disobedient, defiant face. I think she's going to. I think she's going to blow this guy up because because uh, what is Piscatella going to do when he finds out this thing is going on and she's still staying? Like, even the one guy who's kind of a shit bag, the chubby. Chubby, um, no, 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 no. The other, uh, the the one that was oh, the one that was escorting Judy King into the showers and perving on all the fucking women. Yeah, uh, that guy was like, this is kind of some Abu Ghraib shit, and I'm not really sure that you're making the right call. So I feel like Piscatel is going to come down on this guy like the Wrath of Khan. I that's where I have no idea how to read Piscatella. Is he? I think so because he? he does seem like he doesn't tolerate this kind of like gross disrespect to the dignity of the prisoners. Ah, uh, fuck, you're right. You're right. Yeah, so- Not because it's wrong to send people willy-nilly to the shoe, but because they're out of shoe to send them to. Yes. Another one more stall short with Sister Ingalls down there. <sighs> wow. Wow. So we talk about Sister Ingalls and her. Like, I thought that was, a, again, a good example of a B-plot that was amusing. Her trying to be the rebel and the guards just extending her every. Like, she's the nun. Like, come on. Right. She's smoking. Well, I'll share that. Yeah. Just you. just like, yeah, it's like, you're feeling frisky today. But it's like, come on. Say 10 Hail Marys. Get the hell out of here. Trying to start a fire with a battery at lunch. Yeah. And Glory's like, you you know, she first tries to save her, but then she realizes what she's trying to do and she's on board with it. So she's like, right. So she's like, well, you got to stop this weak ass shit. And then she gets, she gets punched. Yeah. And which I thought was funny. Gloria awkwardly trying to make it like, you know, good for you. And also, and, and, and sister Ingalls like, that's right. I'm one of the, I'll hit you again. You Latino. And all the girls were like, Oh, you know, it's like they're all it flopping like NBA. It it was really funny, but then uh, when Sister Ingalls is confronted with the reality of Shu, and just, she goes to like I think feel her cross, but she finds out that it's been taken from her. Yeah. Now here's the thing: if they're going to confiscate her cross jewelry, they don't do a full cavity search for someone before they throw them in the shoe. No, she gets to keep something in her vagina uh, or butthole. Yeah, probably vagina. Depends on like you know, is it like one of those old eighty style car phones, or is it like one of those little Nokia bricks? I don't know. And the new Apple vagina watch. Right, right, and she's you know she's a nun, so like you know that 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 has no bearing on how big your vagina hole is. No, but I'm saying like the mileage. It's like you know, it's like you know when you see those uh, cars that it's it's all highway miles. It's like oh, it's not you know she's a nun. She's never. Never put the rubber on the road, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It's just been 
it's a, it's it been it's in showroom condition. I feel like you have a fundamental misunderstanding. <laughs> That's right. I've never even seen one. <laughs> what am I talking about? Uh, <laughs> uh, what else do we want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Alex and Piper trying to trade a hand job for food? Did we just not talk about it? Like, I feel like that's what else is there to say about it other than, yep, there is some fairly light C plot action of them dreaming about their ultimate cheeseburger and then trying to get whatever the young CO kid to do it for him and him bringing back the hand job plot line and them trying to eat a spam sandwich. And I, because they keep on going back and forth between how serious they are about this stuff. Yeah. So you're right. We've talked about it. Um, do you have anything else for these episodes? Because I got some feedbacks. Uh, I think that's about it. There's, you know, the, you know, when we're considering three hours all in a unit, there's always some 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 color and some extra texture that we're missing. But I feel like we've covered most right. of the plots. Uh, do you have feedback that you can send into orange at baldmove.com <laughs> or forums.baldmove.com if you'd like to send it I in? I don't have any to send personally, but I have some that was sent to me. I was saying like you as in like you all audience, okay. you all everybody, if you will. Y'all, y'all send in your feedback. Did you say forums? Forums.baldmove.com. Did yes. you say orange at baldmove.com? I said all those things. Okay. You're stalling. You don't have any feedback. Oh, you're right. All right. Got to make something Full email quick. cavity search right now. Uh, <laughs> Bend over and cough. All right. All right. This was in my vagina. There were <laughs> a number of people that wrote in about the VapoRub. The, whether this is true or not, the consensus is that VapoRub is used as a sort of cure-all for all ailments in Hispanic households. Hmm. Uh, so it's like Windex for Greeks? Exactly. That's ah. what one email I wrote or too. Or Robotessen for Chris Rock's family. I mean, I, I, as, as, as I said, I just narrowly put it to Chris Rock's family. Uh-huh. I have no idea if the if the uh-huh. Robotessen thing is is something for all or, or like bricks of heroin in our family. Yes, yes, yes. Um, just wanted to address that. Pete and Lonnie, after the last podcast, shared something on Facebook about how feminine hygiene products are mandatory to be offered for free to all female prisoners. Yep. And in school institutions as well. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was an interesting kind of a plot hole, I guess. Yeah, I saw that posted to Reddit and there were admittedly some heavily downvoted comments, but there was a surprise amount of people bitching about it. I'm like... You know, you know that if there was something with dudes where we shit our pants uncontrollably for like three days out of the month, we would have free diapers. Free all diapers. Day, every day. Yep, that would be something that you could you, go. It'd be mandatory that you not work on those days, there, and there'd be dispensers on every corner just in case you're caught outside with them. Yeah, there'd be special retreats for you to go to. And you know what? I bet a lot of people, and then you know, I would be happy for those people because I'm like, yes, yes, you should, you should, you should not have to shit your pants in shame and have to deal with that mess. I wouldn't complain about them getting free fucking handouts. Yeah, Jesus, people, seriously. Okay, first one is from Nathan P. Who Nathan. says Caputo was tipped off about the heroin? Oh, this is a correction from before. Caputo was tipped off about the heroin by Angie and Leanne, the other method's name, and found a bag of it in Loose Check's desk. Loose Check had set this aside for himself, but blames it on Nikki rather than own up to it, which is why Nikki sent to Max. 
It wasn't Nikki's fault. She wasn't keeping it for herself. But wait a second. I thought she also... Didn't she have a small personal quantity that was kind of like an ironic thing? Uh, my memory... I didn't rewatch it or read about it or anything like that. My memory tells me that they both agreed to set that aside or he told her not to. Hmm. Okay. I swear that's how it went down. But okay. again, decide for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Don't rewatch it. Just figure it out. Yeah. Just use your best judgment. We report you decide. <laughs> Jennifer S. says, I'm not... Uh, There's a little feedback about our, 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 our format here. She says, I'm not sure what happened in the episodes that you were talking about with this new format, so I'm just getting bits and pieces of plot lines. For binge watchers, it's confusing. We're not hearing anything about the production credits that I've grown to love. It feels choppy. I was wondering if you were planning on doing the more traditional recaps during the summer versus the mass recap cast. Well, I feel you. The problem is it's just like there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to defend it. It's definitely this format is not as great for grounding you in the events of individual episodes. It's more for general discussion Mm -hmm. and, it's something that Jim and I kind of pioneered with our coverage of House of Cards this season, and then we extended it to the Daredevil, uh, our, our Daredevil coverage, and people seem to like it. Because the thing is, I, I can conclusively say that after three weeks, after something is released on Netflix, our interest in our coverage plummets. Yeah. So then that's the reason we three went... Three weeks later, and you're going to wait three episodes in. I mean, I, that, that's the thing. Like, a person that is saying that they miss that type of coverage probably would, mm-hmm. but they're very much in the minority. So we're trying to do this thing where we're balancing people's need to binge and fostering interesting discussion, but the weaknesses is it doesn't do it very... Like, if you're coming... like like. I feel like the scene-by-scene the, the scene recaps are great when people are coming back and they're like, oh, I like what Bald Move is doing in this show. Now I want to go back and listen to all of them. And I might not need to even watch the episode because like, oh, yes, of course this is the episode because they're doing such a great job breaking it scene-by-scene. Scene. Yeah. It doesn't serve you for that shit because if you go back and you're not – this is not fresh in your mind, it's like it's, – it's almost useless. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I don't like about it is it's not nearly as funny because like, like there's a lot of specific things of humor that is like funny but – that you would comment on a scene by scene. Yeah. But when you're doing this thematic stuff, it gets lost. Yeah. On the other hand, it allows us to cover the stuff quickly at the speed of binging. And, you know, if Netflix had a different model, we'd probably do it differently. But this is kind of like the end result after a lot of trial and error. And honestly, for this year, I don't even know that I could have done a, you know, full scene by scene recap two or three a week. Because that's what he did last year. I was doing three a week, I think. Yes, you were. So that definitely wouldn't have happened. Ain't nobody got time for that. The next year, I don't know. Like we, I might revisit it because I, unfortunately, we won't have Banshee or Penny Dreadful that that compete for my time and attention. <sighs> too soon. And supposedly it's going to be a mini season of Game of Thrones next year too. So yeah. also, if Netflix would see fit to launch this in July, that would help out a lot too. <laughs> we will see. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're feeling pinched by this. You heard it here first, Jennifer. You're the minority and your opinion doesn't matter. (laughs) The next feedback is from Mimi H. Uh, This is in reference to the song Tomorrow Belongs to Me. Uh, Long time. So happy you're once more covering the show. I just wanted to comment on the cabaret song Tomorrow Belongs to Me. It fits really well with the Orange is the New Black scene. The song is so creepy and effective in the film. It starts with an innocent-looking boy singing in a beer garden and his homeland, 
Only for the camera to shift and reveal his Nazi uniform. Beer Garden is fascist as fuck, and everyone knows it. <laughs> it becomes an imperious and sinister recruiting song as the music crowd and other Nazis join in. The main holdouts are the bemused main characters and an old veteran who looks disgusted. Mm-hmm. The bit in the show with Gina and Morello looking around like these ladies are crazy was a cool parallel. Also, a German aristocrat scoffs at the scene and asserts the Nazis are merely radicals given some leeway because they're taking out the communists. Gave me vibes of Piscatella turning a blind eye to the rise of the white supremacists. Oh, wow. There's a lot of, like, uh, allegory here. Yeah. Uh, I guess the biggest divergence is the cabaret character is being interesting and sympathetic instead of being Piper. <laughs> you always get a Piper dig red. That's that's the secret. Mm-hmm. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. BA select start of this podcast. Just talk shit about Piper. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Nathan says, I guess Piper's attempt to rebrand herself didn't go too well. (laughs) (laughs) Again, you just got 30 lives and infinity cheats. You just cracked the code. Uh, On a more serious note, the scene made me feel physically sick. Piper may have done a lot of things wrong. Maybe a shitty person, but she didn't deserve that. Oh, and. Go ahead. Fuck Caputo. He doesn't care. An innocent woman could have been shot, but he only cares about getting rocks off with his crazy girlfriend. I know. I know. Emotional whiplash. And the thing about the Piper scene is I was prepared for her to get, like, her hand on the hot stove burnt. Yes. And I'm like, well, this is already pretty fucking brutal. Oh, God. How's she going to use her hand? But then when they do this swastika, it's like, oh, God, because that's a whole other level of emotional... Uh, trauma too especially for imagine piper going into life with a swastika branded on her forearm you know it was very nice of them to put it in a place where she could hide it at a professional job i remember us after the episode we were talking like man like what if they put that on her forehead right or her cheek or even the top of her hand something like that where you just can't cover that all the time and i guess like they didn't do that because they didn't want the ceos to know right but on the other hand i think Piper would be so intimidated that she'd just be like, yeah, this is what I do now because I'm with a white power group. Also, I feel like it's really improbable that it would bleed that much. I mean, it's a, bra- a, yeah, it's, it's a burn. It's a burn. Sure. Sure. I mean, unless she's picking at the scabs, but probably if, she, if she's got, like she'd be a picker. She's got gauze on top of her sleeve on top of another sleeve. That's my nitpick. Uh, Nikki P says, Maybe it should have, instead of bleeding, it should have burnt through, like, the Ark of the Covenant in yes. Indiana Jones. Exactly. So now it's going, on all of your clothes. It just starts th- just throbbing bass and just burns right through. Yeah. Nikki P says, I wanted Piper to get her comeuppance, but that degree. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you say she got a retribution challenged my feelings, which is especially effective since I've never liked Piper. On the other I hand. I know. It makes you feel like a real shitty human, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Nikki should feel like a real shitty human. That's what Aaron says. <laughs> What'd you stop? On the one hand, she's very much responsible for fanning the flames. There she goes again. I don't know if I can finish Too soon. This email. Too soon, people. Of Aryan hatred and gelling that hate group together. On the other hand, cruel and unusual punishment. The show did a good job with making me feel conflict in my thoughts about that punishment. I think it played into a strong theme this season of what is the purpose of prison in America. Yes. Is it rehabilitation or just punishment and why do we feel the way we do about what is acceptable for prisoners to experience just because they have broken a law sure 
Like, for example, the widely held belief that uh, male prisoners should get pounded in the ass because fuck them, they're prisoners. <laughs> right. Uh, D says, ah, the show just messes so much with my emotions. You feel like nothing much is happening and you're just happily watching these wacky antics and it's drama central and tears all over the place. I feel like this would be better if I could do it in an Australian accent. <laughs> I did. Nothing could go. No. The you, guard. You want to start war with America and Australia? No. I mean, it's going to happen in 2018 when Emperor Trump uh, de- declares uh, a, a, a war against all of the uh, old Britannia, but. Uh, uh, you know. Not fighting spiders and drop bears. <laughs> the guard who didn't even realize he had raped Pensatucky was such a good comment on what's going on these days. And the fact that she really thinks it's okay now is heartbreaking. Is her need for companionship so great? I get why Boo was angry, but she's taking it out on the wrong person. Yes. yes. And that's the Poor thing. Boo. Like, is that... I mean, oh, God. I'm of six minds about all this shit. It's very hard. It's also... It's a reflection of Boo's character because... Right. I mean, well, Boo's the- so hard. She's so steadfast in her beliefs, and she's so hard to get to know on a personal level. And when she said swear to God, emphasizing God, like that's because you know her. Pensatucky's history with God. Well, no, but also booze. Like, remember her parent, her mom was a yeah. big holy roller, couldn't accept the fact that she was a lesbian. Yeah. And that she's, you know, angry at God. So that was like really emphatic coming from her character. Yeah. Uh, D continues I have zero sympathy for Piper getting branded. You lay with dogs, you get up with fleas. She started a bloody white power movement. Okay, she didn't mean it, but that's the lesson. Uh, Healy continues to fascinate me. I could just watch a whole series about him and his backstory. I love his rapport with Lolly, and now he seems to be trying to help her in lieu of being able to help his mum. Well, it's also therapy for him. It's a, he's <sighs> So Healy is especially See, taking interest to her because if he can save Lolly, it's almost as good as saving his mom. Is that the same rationale he had when he took one of his patients to the movies? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, Dee's got me feeling complicated feelings because her strong fuck Piper uh, uh, position, I, I'm sympathetic to, but her, mm-hmm. like, Healy is a fascinating, interesting character. I'm like, boo hiss. So even in the feedback, I can't get away from this <laughs> last case of emotion. Uh, Aaron taking on all feedbackers this week. One thing that's kind of annoying me is why so many of the guards have to be so awful in this season. I feel like other than porn stash, they were much more like regular people than cartoon villains in earlier seasons. Isn't that part of the... I feel like they're much more realistically scary this season than they were before. But also, isn't that part of the the statement of you, you try to cut corners and, and hire the lowest common denominator and get these people that might need therapy themselves in there because you get kickbacks and stuff and you these get really These are veterans that guards. no one else will hire. Right. And They've I, seen some If anything, shit. I'm surprised we haven't got any feedback from like people in the armed forces like, what the fuck? Like, really? Really? This is what we think of our fighting men and women? No, I think... I think it's a, I think it shows what America does to their fighting men and women once the war is over. Yeah. You I'm surprised there's not a couple the of them that are... I mean, I guess the woman is not... And, and we we talked about how that's interesting that she doesn't approve of, like, the old boys club, but she's clearly accepting it. And yeah. I, my thought on that is, like, well, you know, like, the sexual harassment that goes on in the armed forces is kind of off the charts. So maybe she just sees this as normal and, like, this is how you get along to get along go along to get along right you and i just had this conversation yes, the did. other week mm-hmm. or day 
Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like, you are a woman that's uncomfortable in your circumstances. Do you blow the whistle to make yourself feel more comfortable? But it brings on a new onslaught of repercussions. Right. Like, sure, sure, retaliation's illegal. Okay, yeah. great. But now you're no fun to hang out with anymore. Yeah. Now so you're, you're gonna not going to out. Yeah. And pass over for promotion. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's the kind of conversation I had with Kelly last year about what is a woman's duty to report a rape. You know, like that's it is it is uh, it it is heroic that women do stand up to this bullshit in the, the workplace, but it takes a pretty strong person with willpower and preferably a support network to do stuff like that. Yeah. Because you really are going against uh, a system that's stacked against you for uncertain rewards and near certain drawbacks and punishments. Especially, this is a very extreme example where they are actively oppressing these uh, criminal prisoner women. But I just feel like yeah, even more so, she's got to be tougher than the rest. That's a weird position to be in. I'm surprised she hasn't vocalized her feelings more. I wonder Whether if she's they're cool building up it. to it. Because, like, they had that plot with Maria or Maritza doing her eyes, and I, I feel like then there yeah. might be building up with something with her. Exactly. Like, she. Maybe she'll be the one that puts a stop to this gun to the head bullshit. Hope so. That'd be badass. Like, like, like. Nope. You know who she reminds me of? What's her name? Zena's sidekick. Oh, shit, yeah. What That's was her name? Callista? I don't know. I'm not, I wasn't a Xenia fan. I was, but I was just Xena I was equal fan. opportunity to hate her. I didn't like Hercules either. <laughs> oh, and they did a crossover. <laughs> Guess got, who? Got my Xen- whispers just, all wet. Just, just, <laughs> <laughs> just found the Xenia geek. Uh, okay, okay. Michael McBee, that's what you call him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, writes in and says, Gotta say, this stretch of episodes has made me care about Piper for the first time in about two seasons. Don't let that love into your heart. It was funny to see how obviously Piper's fight with Maria was going to blow up in her face, but not to the point where she would accidentally start a white power group and get Maria more time. You could already see that she was starting to finally become slightly self-aware, slightly... Uh, but it wasn't until the swastika was branded on her that she really understood what she was doing and how shitty of a person she had become. I felt sick about her getting branded, but the same moment said she completely did this to herself. On the same note, I don't think that anyone should be treated that way. So, fuck Maria. You have the right to be mad at Piper more than most people, but fucking branding someone is ridiculous and way too cruel. Controversial I mean, so opinion is, to stake at. But no. So was taking away five more years of a person's life for doing the same shit you were doing. I know. That's but why poorly. that's again, I'm of six minds on this situation too. Like uh, she wasn't even serious competition, I don't think. Well, she just saw then, the one like, girl was stealing panties, was aping exactly what Piper was doing, but they didn't have any of the thing the resources set up until Piper gave it to them. It's all about escalation and what is it worth and, you know. But, I mean, there's also, you could say, like, the Piper, there was no precedent for people getting extra time for these kind of minor infractions. And Piscatella's kind of iron fist, there's, you know, it's escalation. He like, did say it's that like he was the Batman, you know, he brought up, he, he, you know, if it wasn't for the Batman, we wouldn't have the Joker. Yeah. Um, and P.S. Fuck Hapu, Hapakaka, Hap, fucking shit, Hapakuka. You don't get to be the cause of that type of shit and then ask, are you okay? As if Piper and I 
If, if I was Piper, I would tell her to go fuck herself if she asked me that. But wasn't that just a mirror of Piper's kind of like, you know what? I need to apologize because I did, you know. I, I, did. I didn't think so because as soon as she came out, as soon as she she set her up in the trap and she walked out, she sat down. You could tell she felt guilty. Like, not enough to say something or stop it guilty. Yeah, but, but it's like, you know, I don't know. Again, I've but got... She's, She's not, I don't think she's a bad person, but I think she's just getting her own and sometimes that sucks. Well, and also Piper keeps fucking switching between Heisenberg and Walter White. Like which, which person did you send up the river? Did you send up Heisenberg or did you send up Walter White? Like Piper keeps on switching lanes. I mean, sometimes, yeah, sometimes being the person that stands up for yourself is a really hard thing to do. And she's the, like, Who, you know... she doesn't she, even know if she's making the right decision. And she's got no gang to fit in. And these, these yeah. uh, you know, Latina girls come in there and say, you got to do this with this Piper, and she's his white power, and she hasn't done shit to you, and also, by the way, we're going to fuck you up if you don't. Like, I have a hard time judging her. I mean, does she... I mean, it's easy, it's easy to say, like, well, yeah, you shouldn't give up a person to have themselves branded with a swastika, but I don't know. It's it's uh, it's prison. You gotta, you gotta be a prisoner. <laughs> prison, go, prison going to prison. Prison going to prison. Yep. Uh, that's all I've got. Whew. What a uh, emotional roller coaster this episode has been. This podcast this or podcast. the episodes? No, this podcast. Yeah, you came hard at every single one of the feedbackers. I just, the feedbackers came hard at me, you know. <laughs> you come at the king, you best not miss, you know, talking shit about my new format and and uh, how much I hate Piper and, you know, sometimes you're going to get cut. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to get a bald move logo branded on you. What are you going to do? Oh, I didn't man. come hard at anybody. You're just starting to start, you're trying was, to start shit, was. Piper. I was. I was. I was hapakukaing you and the feedbackers. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're blonde white girling. If I were really good at photoshopping, I would do that. I would get a shot of her having her arm branded and just do bald move instead. <laughs> and that would be our new cover image. Uh, well, I don't know. It seems like uh, more and more when I, we say things like that, people make it happen and post it to Facebook and the forums. So maybe we will get well. a poorly or but or welly 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 a welly, welly done a welly tastefully done. executed bald move logo branded <laughs> on Piper. If you're interested. So am I. <laughs> you can send it to orange at bulbmove.com or uh, post it on forums.facebook.com. Uh, Wait, forums. <laughs> forums.baldmove.com. Just, just put it on the internet. We'll find it. Sure. Post it to branded Piper Arm at, at baldmove.forums. Bald HTTPS. Make sure it's secure. <laughs> Twitter. Hashtag <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> there you go. All all the channels of communica- communication covered. Uh, I'll be back with Pilani for episodes 10, 11, and 12. And then next week we'll have the finale recap episode. Uh, hope you guys stick with bum, us. Bum, bum. It's going to be... It's gonna be uh, Jesus, I was going to say a gangbang, but that's not what I mean to say. No. Nope, but kind watch. of, in the prison kind of way. Got- the, girl, the girls against... Uh, the Aaron, Aaron. Mm, mm. The girls again. What? What? The, where? What are you talking about? The finale episode. All three of us are going to be on the finale episode. Oh together. right, yes. Jesus. The Menage Pod. <laughs> there you go. You did it better. <laughs> the Pod of Twelve. It's, it's creepy. However, you put it. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry, Pilani, if you're listening. <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, we'll be back in a couple days. See you then.